So why did I stay with someone who had borderline traits? Normally talk about how nurses don't get trauma bonds at all, how they don't have any clue about those because they don't have the hope or the potential of that other person. But sometimes I think you can have remnants or pieces of a trauma bond with another person in the cluster B category of where a narcissist is looking towards another person or a borderline is looking toward another person, like different things like that that I've seen and that I've also experienced making a, an aspect of a trauma bond. And I wanted to share some of my story of being with a person with borderline traits and some of the residual effects with that. If you guys are new here, my name is Ben Taylor. I'm a self-aware narcissist on this channel, running Raw Motivations to promote awareness, growth, healing, and change. To try to help give a different perspective about narcissism and how it affects, how it destroys relationships, families, workplace scenarios, how it destroys a lot of different things. And until people are willing to get to the place of acknowledging the truth of the situation, both survivors and also narcissists, to get to the place of saying what is true and how do I actually live in that truth versus hiding from the shame versus hiding from the pain. All those different things happen. And I want to bring awareness to narcissistic personality disorder and how it's affected my life. So like I was mentioning, when we're talking about dealing with narcissists, we normally say like narcissists don't really get a trauma bond. Okay, because there's not really that like hope or that potential that they're relying on another person or they're trying to invest anything in another person. And oftentimes they don't really deal with the cognitive dissonance of another person as much. They just deal with their own stuff and move on. You know, it's not really like, why do I even want that person? I'm just going to move on. Okay. I think there's an aspect that some of the stuff I went through with a person with borderline traits got me at least somewhat of an idea about a trauma bond. Not as much as everybody else and not as much as you that have been through a relationship with a narcissist and had to break the trauma bond. I don't think I have it to that extent, but I think it is built and has brought more of an awareness and an idea of how it affects by how it affected me. So when we're talking about this person with borderline traits, this was an affair partner. This is a person that I worked with that I worked with one-on-one, -on -one, that we interacted a lot at work uh, pretty much every every single day, every uh, like five, six days a week kind of thing, at work would interact, would see this person. Same time, my wife worked at the same location. It was something that she knew, she interacted, but it was always hidden, it was always under the guise of a lot of other different things, a work thing, a, a helping thing, all this different type of stuff, and there wasn't that truthfulness of like, wait a second, there's feelings, this is going on, like, et cetera, et cetera. Getting together with this person ended up being under the guise of like helping them with things, helping them with their life, helping them with different pieces of the puzzle that they were trying to fit together of just work, of life, of all these different things. As a result, it started the regular like scheduled program of the cycle of idealization, of pumping that person up, of, of love bombing them giving them, you know, grandiose gifts, giving them big stuff for Christmas and then explaining it away, you know, telling my wife that she was paranoid, like it's not that big of a deal, saying that like I split gifts with other people, like all different types of things to try to make it seem like, hey, it's fine. It's not that big of a deal when it was in the semblance of building that relationship with that person. Well, the affair started to ramp up. And started to ramp up in, in meeting and in inside, outside of work. It started to ramp up in as far as like communication. It started to ramp up emotionally. It started to ramp up sexually, like all these different things. But at the same time, it started to ramp up on her side on people that she was with. So a fair partner, like that's wrong. I get that. I understand. I'm not saying it's it's right. But then also on her side, you know, when we're like together and supposed to be whatever commitment that was actually there, which neither one of us should have expected anything. But there was also that okay, I'm going to be with you. And then I'm also going to go out and be with all these other people too. Okay. 
totally totally get that totally understand it just trying to lay the stage before people like come attack me of like why should she be faithful I'm not saying that okay i'm just saying that's what it was she would say and come back together that she loved me and that she cared about me so she wanted to spend her life with me okay but kept lying about what is actually real. The hard thing was, like, I could sense a lot of times when she was lying. I could sense a lot of times when she wasn't being forthcoming and she was leaving something out. And then later over a period of time, then she'd come back like a month later and be like, actually, you know, I didn't tell you the truth. You know, actually, this is what happened. You know, actually, I was with you sexually and then I went out and I was with another guy sexually. Like, but it's no big deal, okay? Like, there was all this kind of stuff and it was like putting me like up and down. It was doing the same exact thing of the highs and lows and I was just like, I'm getting like pissed off at this. And I would get upset and I would start to get mad at her. We'd go through this big, long argument and then I'd find myself getting to the place where I'd start to apologize because I'd pushed her so far away that she was getting ready to walk away and then I'm like, wait a second, come on back. And so that push and pull started happening on both sides of the equation, making it very confusing on both parties of what's actually going on. There's the idea of like, I didn't want to lose that person. I didn't want to lose that, that emotional and sexual connection that we had. I wanted to be able to invest in that person because I didn't want to invest in my wife. I didn't want to invest in anyone else. I wanted this person. I was like, this person's mine. So I want to keep holding on to her. I got to the place where continued to get further and further in that relationship and getting more and more pressure to expose it and to be like, hey, this is what's happening. Like, let me go ahead and divorce my wife, like all that kind of stuff. And she got to the place where she was pressuring me a lot to leave my wife. And so I was like, okay, fine, let's get to the place. I'll just tell my wife and then maybe she'll leave. Maybe she'll be done with me. She can wash her hands of me and then I can go be with this person and then I don't look like the bad guy. That's why I make a lot of videos talking about narcissists at the end of a relationship or narcissists wants you to leave. Because a lot of times they do, you just don't realize it. Well, the thing is, I ended up telling my wife. And I'm going to tell my wife about that affair, that current affair, plus several others all at the same time that she had no clue about. She had an instinct, but she didn't have a clue about. And at that point, she didn't leave. She did leave later, but at that point, she didn't leave. I stayed in the cycle what I'm doing, interacting, the sexuality and the emotion went down some with that person, but I kept going through the same cycle of wanting another person, of wanting to be with someone else. If I can't be with that person, let me go find another person and wanting that cycle to continue. One of the things that was interesting in this whole dynamic and in this whole relationship was how this person, the borderline, interacted with my wife after they all knew about each other. There was a lot of like crazy like enmeshment and like communication pieces and people still talking to each other and stuff like that instead of just like a clean break of like, okay, we're done. And oftentimes that was like the drip truth of like, oh yeah, this happened. Oh yeah, this happened. Oftentimes it was communication between all three of us, triangulation between everybody. Like it got really, really crazy and really, really bad. This is why it's taken over a year or so for me to actually make even a video on this. Okay. Borderline girl got to the place that I remember sitting on the couch, watching her communicate to my wife. She looked her in the face and she said, I know what I did and I didn't care. And I'm not sorry for what I did. And there was kind of like a moment of like understanding like, okay, like that didn't even register as being a bad thing of like being with me because I'm married. I mean, it was my fault. I pursued that. Okay. Not, not putting blame on anybody. Just saying this is like the actual words verbatim what happened. I know what I did and I'm not sorry for it. Well, the thing that a lot of people don't know is then the cycle continued one more time. The cycle continued one more time where I started another affair with another person. 
And I remember that moment and she came over, borderline girl came over, sat on the couch. It was an L-shaped couch. She sat over on one side of the L. I sat on the other side of the L. Wife is actually like in the corner of the couch. She sat there and she looked at me and she was all pissed off that I cheated after her. And the thing that she said when she looked at me and she was like, you couldn't have at least come back and cheated with me, but you had to go cheat with someone else. She was like, how could you do that? How could you go and cheat and not come back to me? And she got really pissed and really upset in a moment that she actually got up from the couch and she took a step towards me. And I'm sitting like on the edge of the L-shaped couch. And whenever she did, I didn't like jump, but I just like kind of like pulled back a little bit. And when I did that, almost like a small flinch, when I pulled back from her starting to step from the other side of the couch, she stopped. She looked at me and she got kind of like a smirk on her face. Then she looked at me and she said, you thought I was going to hit you, didn't you? And I shook my head, yes. And she smiled a little bit in kind of a creepy way. And she was like, this actually feels kind of good to have control over you. And then after saying that, she proceeded to walk over and give me a hug. And then she left. You see, part of the reason that I stayed with that person for such a long period of time is because I was so screwed up in my own logic and my own thinking that I was thinking that this person would actually be the person that would fill my void or that would fill something that I was lacking, that would be a better partner than my wife, that would be a better partner than someone else. And so as a result, I kept wanting to go back. After I confessed to see if my wife would leave, after I confessed, it was another 10 months before I finally got it through my thick head that I needed to block that person and not have any more contact with her. The like in-person cheating stopped, but she was still in our lives. She was still communicating to all of us. She was still in our house. We were still working in the same place. There was still a lot of overlap and crossover. Then it took a long period of time before I got to the place of acknowledging the truth about me the truth about my shit, and the truth about her. To get to the place of saying, hey, I need to break free from that person. I need to break free from my cycle. I need to get into therapy. I need to work on myself. I need to start developing a system to be able to keep me sane, healed, healthy, happy, and on the right path versus the toxicity that I've been in for so long that I feel like that's just normal, that I just crave. And got into therapy, was in therapy for a period of time. My wife left, continued in therapy. My wife ended up coming back. I had changed behavior by that point when she came back. There's a lot of different things and a lot of different things. I don't even have time to tell you all, okay? 